Welcome to Transform and Thrive. Your host, Helen Lee, examines the opportunities and practical solutions for individuals and organizations to transform and thrive in these times. She shares her wisdom and that of other changemakers impacting our world. Tune in for innovative and holistic tools and empowering strategies to reinvent yourself and or your organization and flourish in a world facing different crises. Hi, this is Helen Lee. Welcome to Transform and Thrive. This is part two of my interview with Mia Kirikos, President and Chief Love Officer of Kirikos and Associates, a strategic advisory firm dedicated to the business of wellness and well-being. I interviewed Mia in June last year on a unique title of Chief Love Officer and the subject of love as a business strategy. And this year, we are talking about leading with love for humanity. She just received Cornell University's 2023 Innovator of the Industry Award a couple of months ago for her success in introducing the whole concept and application of love in the business of wellness and well-being worldwide. In part one of this interview, I spoke about Mia, how Mia reminds me of Marianne Williamson, who wrote a, both A Return to Love and more recently, A Politics of Love, and is a U.S. presidential candidate for the second time in a row. To me, they are both activists, each in their own way, radically introducing love into the arenas of business and politics, where it is far from the norm and yet so very much needed. When I asked Mia what she'd say to large companies who want to care for people, planet, and community, as well as those who would like to help these companies to do so, Mia's response was once again most heartening and uplifting. Her straightforward and precise answers delivered with the intelligence of the heart give us a clue as to why Cornell has awarded her for the second time in 2019. Mia, who was then Senior Vice President and Global Head of Wellbeing at Hyatt Hotels Corporation, was awarded the Cornell Outstanding Alumna of the Year. Mia is certainly an outstanding and authentic individual and a courageous pioneer who has successfully introduced an innovative concept and its practical implementation into the business world and contributed positively towards our global transformation. You can find out more about her and the services she offers on kirikos.com, K-Y-R-I-C-O-S.com. Meanwhile, enjoy this episode, which I hope encourages you to either adopt wellness and well-being in your organization or to introduce your own innovative ideas to the world, even in arenas which would normally find them taboo. As I say in this episode, the years ahead can be a very exciting time and a great time of enormous opportunity if we dig deeper within ourselves to innovate and create, bring much-needed solutions to the world and help co-create a much greater world and genuinely caring one together. What would you 
say to large, both large companies uh, who want to embark on this, as well as people who want to serve them? Yes. Um, for companies, I will say if you ask yourselves, are you fueled by profit or are you fueled by purpose? You need to know that, number one. And number two, how are you authentically caring for the well-being of people, planet, and community? And those two things, you know, it's really about holding up a mirror. And I think they really have to have, you have to be honest with what you see in the mirror as a starting point. And it's okay, whatever your starting point is, but you have to be honest about that. Because is there true intention here? Or are we trying to really do this in order to make money or better recruit talent or whatever, right? Then for individuals that want to help serve them, I think it's really important that you, you learn what their brand and business objectives are. You understand what they're being held accountable for. Mm -hmm. And then you find a way for what your unique service or product could be that can help them better reach those goals. And that's where the art is. The art is that we have to take our gifts and our capabilities but put it into their language and meet them where they are at and show that you are partnering with them to achieve their goals, not institute yours. And that's a really important distinction that I, I've been on the receiving end of the individuals that want to serve and bring wellness and well-being and spirituality to light, but they do not necessarily um, take the time to learn about the unique business that I may be in to that and understand what uh, objectives I have to meet and then help me understand how they can help me to achieve them. That is really the number one thing for, for anyone who's trying to help you know, partner in some way with, with organizations of all kinds. I guess it works for all or everyone who wants to truly serve, right? Yes. It is about serving. Exactly. It? Yeah. It's about it's about providing service in the service of others objectives. It's helping them really yeah. partnering with them to achieve their goals. But too often um those that are trying to enable wellness and well-being speak about what they're trying to achieve, not what their potential clients are trying to achieve and that's where mistakes are made. Mm sort of like getting out of the way and still being true to yourself. Exactly, that, exactly. That, yeah, that blend. Um, and and with Cornell, um, are, are they so avant-garde or forward-thinking, you know, that they, they really recognize? I mean, you, this is not the first time you've been recognized, by the way, huh? In 2019, you won some other award as well. Yes. So I feel very grateful. And I don't know how this is happening because it's not something you apply for. It's something that they recognize you for. So this is, you know, there are some awards people apply for, which we never do. And so it's a real honor when people recognize your work. And I should say, before I answer your question, that I really did when I accepted the award and you might've seen my acceptance speech, but I said, there's a host of people that this award really is rewarding, which is 
unseen people that have been trying to be taken as seriously as HR leaders, marketing leaders, finance leaders, ops leaders, you know, whatever, um, that not only want to make the world a better place, but they know how. And these are people that should be chief well-being officers in governments, organizations, school systems, healthcare systems, private sector, public sector, you name it. Um, and what I what I applaud about Cornell is that they have, for, for your listeners, once a year, they have a fundraiser for their university. But as part of the night's events, it's such a feel-good event, they identify an icon and an innovator of the year. And this year's icon was a gentleman by the name of Danny Meyer, who's been a wildly successful restaurateur. Um, he actually uh, founded uh, Love in Madison, um, which was at one point ranked the number one hotel, the number one restaurant in the world. He also found Shake Shack. He was wonderful. He was, he was the icon. And then the innovator. And um, what I appreciated was that Cornell, which is the world's greatest hospitality program, that, that's what they're ranked, was yes. able to identify the role that wellness and well-being plays in hospitality. And they recognized, as you started, sort of the fight, you know, that we've had to, to really claim its proper place in the space. And mm -hmm. so the fact that they, some committee that I've never met, really identified that and championed someone like me, take my name out of it, but someone like me is a proof point of how far we've come. And, and that's, and, and to be recognized on a night with someone I have so admired, that was a gift in itself because he's like an icon to me in hospitality. And so it was one of the special nights of my life to be recognized side by side and have 500 people, all the hotel brands come, the Global Wellness Institute and Summit also attended and did a tribute speech and they ran videos about both of us. And it really was like a lifetime achievement experience. My, I got to share it with my family, my friends. It was beautiful and um, I'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I saw many comments um, where, you know, people said, you know, you, you, you truly deserve this, right? It's well-deserved award. Um, and, and me too, I totally believe that, you know, um, yeah, it's very obvious, you know, and I think it's also your being in alignment, total alignment with what you're doing, what you, you, that you truly believe in it. And this is the path, right? Well, thank you. And I, I will say, I know how rare it is for good work to be recognized. There are so many people that are doing work even greater than me, and they won't experience what I just went through. And so it is that's why I know how precious it is and how rare it is and and why I make it even more of a point to recognize amazing work as I see it, because I I would want everyone in the world to have a night like I had because it lifted me up. And, you know, I would only want that for everyone. Truly. Then, then it keeps you going for a while longer. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um you know, in, in this area of innovation and creativity, um, I feel that there's going to be a whole lot more of it coming up um, because we, we actually really need it, right? It's part of co-creating this new and improved world, 
you know? Um, well, Helen, can I ask you a question? Sure. What are you seeing? I mean, you, you've, I've been following you for a while and seeing things on your podcast and the things that you publish on different social media channels. And I sense that you're sensing that great change is afoot. And I'm just curious what that looks like. Um, You know, I'd love to see the world from your crystal ball. You know, what are you seeing? What are you feeling out there in the world today? Well, um, I feel that the next few years will be difficult, the next five years or so, um, whereby we can... And that's where people like me come in, uh, where we can help others make it easy in spite of the hardship, in spite yeah. of the challenges that will come. What is What are the challenges and, and what is the hardship for or what is it about? Um, it, it has to, we've come this far where it, it has to crumble, right? It has to fall apart before we can rebuild. And basically it's that. It's just mm-hmm. an expiry date of the old yeah. and paving the way for the new. So you have, we, have, we have no choice. We have to go through the dismantling mm-hmm. and therefore the hardship and the chaos before we can rebuild. But in the process, in the next five years or so, I, or so because, you know, it's, nothing is... It's exactly. Set in right. stone, right? Um, um, and, and it's not just a prediction. It's just, you know, you sit back and you observe, right? And in my case, I can feel things acutely, you know? Yeah. So to me, it's very obvious, right? It may not be to a lot of people and, and that's okay. Uh, we all have our different roles, right? Um, and... And in, in, in the next five years or so of hardship, that's when the birthing, the, the, the you know, be, the emerging, let's call it emerging, can begin, right? So the, crea- the creativity and the innovation needs to come. And it started with the pandemic and now having, are being forced to be quiet, right? Yes. To go within. I mean, it, it set you uh, going, it got you going with this, um, whole love as a business strategy thing yes. because you you needed to find a what a solution to what you saw, yes. right? What you witnessed, and then you went for it. So you were able to get it going during a time of hardship, anyway. Yeah, right. And you did That's it well. You did it brilliantly, and you got recognized for it. So this is what I'm saying. This is possible for many, and and why I'm I'm interviewing you for the second time is that you can be a shining example for others right to do the same to dare to do the same right I mean I completely agree with you Helen and I think that um out of despair like beauty can be born and I I really like this whole concept of love as a business strategy and all the research that I did was born out of the need to find a beacon of hope and you know find the bright side find the lessons in all of this right and so um i i one of my well-being strategies is i always keep a list of things that i want to try and learn when i have time to do so right and i had this theory about love and 
um, as, as really having its place in business. There's countless examples of that. Um, I, I really do feel like it's important to recognize the despair or the crumbling and, you know, experience it, make your peace with it and move on and find some beacon to propel your next innovation, your point of creativity or something, because that's what actually lifts up everyone and, is and, if, if, we're, if we're operating positively. No, 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 you're right. It, it, it's, it's a gift, you know, the, 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 the crumbling, the dismantling, the chaos, the, the hard times, they are gifts, they are opportunities. Yes. You know, you know, if you don't want to call it gifts, call it opportunities, right? Yes. Uh, they help us to, yeah, say, okay, look, look further, look in uh, deeper, right? What is the solution here? Right? Yes. Yes. And um, yeah. So, so it, it can be a very exciting time, you know, a great time of, of, of enormous opportunity, actually. Yes. Right? I agree. Yeah, Mia, as I'm saying, you know, I I really see the next five to ten years actually as a a great, wonderful, exciting opportunity, you know, um, for us to dig deeper within ourselves, uh, to innovate, to create, and to together then uh, create a whole new world, you know. A much better world, you know, where we take care of each other, and that's where your love as a business strategy comes in. Um, I, I think, yeah, and and you know, with Marianne Williamson, uh, politics of love. I think it's needed everywhere. And yeah, people are going to resist at the moment, you know, but you've done remarkably well. So really, really, that is very, very encouraging, um, and. And yeah, and I, and I just want to encourage other people, you know. Mm. What, what, I think now's the time. I think now's the time for people to embrace their passions. And because when you embrace your passions and your purpose, that's when you do your best work. And I think I we all need to sort of raise the vibration, if you will, and um, contribute more honestly and authentically to who we are and what we're about. And if we find ourselves in situations that are not serving us, um, to find a way out of them. Um, because it's it's almost like giving permission to better honor who we are and what we have to share and contribute and to serve. And so I think that's really ultimately what what we're faced with now. And I think the worst thing we can do as a society is have amnesia. We've just gone through a remarkable period the last three years. And a lot of, I think the changes you're referencing have been fueled by that. And so now's the time to be honest with ourselves and, you know, move forward with, with, with purpose because we all have to help each other. You know, we really do. Yeah. I don't, not I don't think, I know there's no other way, really. Right. You know, it's just a matter of time, a matter of how long, uh, how long is humanity going to resist? And well, we know humanity, and then we also know the relationship with the climate, and we, you know, and these, this isn't a political conversation, but there are a number of things that factually are changing and not for the better. 
And it is going to require a much more holistic view and a much more global solution um, than just uh, fractions. Because some of the, I think, the the discomfort that we've witnessed in the world is the breaking apart of societies that are trying to once again become more independent, right? So everything from Brexit, what's happening with Russia and the Ukraine, American politics, there's a, a number of things that have sort of identified fractions in society versus coming together. And so I'm, I'm more of what are the forces that can bring us closer together? Love being one of them, um, but also to solve the greatest problems of mankind. And I think the only way we can do that is together. Absolutely, so, absolutely, really. And and I think we can also learn to, other than create, we can learn to simplify. You know. Yes. And I see also the future where developed countries will need to help developing countries because mm -hmm. there's also no other way right you know? mm -hmm. and and we just have to do it across the board and it's going to take time right uh, you know we, we're not all going to say yeah you know let's do that you know uh tomorrow right. <laughs> it's not going to happen that's the reality of it um and it's okay it's just that's that's the way forward right and earlier on we were talking about the dismantling the crumbling and the chaos and and really you know the 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 old saying i think it was uh, was it marcus aurelius you know like centuries ago who said it the obstacle is the path yeah right yeah i agree there's only, the only way is through it and i think those of us that are able to look at where the chaos exists understand it accept it and still see the good all around us and in people are the ones that can get us over the obstacle. And I think that is really, so much of this is controlling our own mindsets to when we feel the pull to get lost in the chaos, how can we pull ourselves out and what are the good things? You know, this, I speaking from personal example, a few weeks ago, um, I journal and the more I meditate and I journal and I was journaling and I was realizing I was in this terrible pattern of using the journal almost as like a garbage can, right? Writing all of my things, which can be a very healthy habit. It, it's, but if it yeah, it's not a terrible pattern at all. It's, it's, not, it's a great cool. pattern and it, yeah. that's good. But I noticed it was going on too long okay. and I had to pull myself <laughs> out of it. Okay. And so... I shifted to say, okay, this is still a great place where I can take out the trash, so to speak. But now I want to make sure that every time, every entry, if I'm taking out the trash, I'm going to end it with three things that I'm yes. grateful for that are going well. Yes, yes. And suddenly my pattern has flipped subconsciously Wonderful. where I'm just recognizing the good. Wonderful. And I think that is the key for all of us in this it time is. of chaos is to find the good, be the good, yeah. see the good, and accept that the obstacles are there and we have to get through it together. Find the goal. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. That's it. Um, yeah. And, and what it is, is what you did was obviously to shift the focus. 
Yes. Right? Because you can gripe forever. Yes. And the more you gripe, the more you'll be given to gripe exactly. and vice versa. Because it's just what you see. We can see different things. Same picture, same, yeah, same scenario. Well, <laughs> we can see different things, right? Uh, definitely. And one of the best books I've ever read, it's a little dry, but the data in it was amazing, is a book called Positivity by Barbara Fredrickson. And uh, yes, we and talked about that the last. Yeah, it's a great book. And I, I, I repeat it over and over because um, she wrote about 10 different forms of positivity and love being its greatest form. Yes. And so I just remind people, even if we said it before, um, that there's actual science and data behind having a positive mindset that actually continues to fuel that positivity. And that's really sort of the scientific grounding I give to see the good, be the good, do the good, because that really is what enables all of us to survive life's obstacles and hurdles together, really. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's actually a quantum physics principle, like what you focus on expands. Right. right exactly so, so yeah um and honestly i i repeat the next five to ten years can be very exciting albeit challenging okay yes and the more we listen to what's true for us right and be authentic or in other words would if we pursue our soul purpose right listen to the inner guidance honestly it can be really wonderful yes. it can be enjoyable and fun right and mm -hmm. you hang out with people who are on the same page yes who, who are there with you innovating creating being loving you know <laughs> yeah being genuinely caring and and being their authentic selves their powerful authentic selves you know exactly exactly so, yeah, i truly hope i can hang out with you for the next five to ten years or more <laughs> we're gonna need each other it sounds like i'm gonna need you too so oh, it will be awesome really yes. I, I i really actually look forward to it yeah me too uh, me too is there more you'd like to share with uh, my listeners? You know, like to encourage them, to advise them, to um, also send um, maybe companies your way, you know? Well, honestly, um, I really feel like we each have our part to contribute to a well world. And um, now is the time, really. And I think there are many people that don't need any help doing that. And then there are others that might need assistance or companies. And so we're always available. You can find us at caricos.com. But um, really, I would say, I think we all need to live by one of my favorite mantras, which is you regret the things you don't do far more than the things you do. And so now is the time to dream the big dreams and do what you've always wanted to, because that's what's going to get us all through life's challenges ahead. So that's yeah. it. Thank you, Mia. Would you kindly repeat your, your website URL? Sure. It's Slowly. my last name.com. So it's Caricos. That's K-Y-R-I-C-O-S 
com. Okay. And I'll put the link uh, on the website, on the podcast website as well. Perfect. Thank you, Helen. Thank you for having me again. It's been lovely to speak with you. And I cannot believe your age. You look fantastic. <laughs> on good days. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Big hugs and lots of right. love. And see you soon. See you soon. Bye, Helen. Have a wonderful day. If you have not listened to the first part of my interview with Mia as yet, please do. Also, you can check out episodes 28 and 29 entitled Adopting Love as a Business Strategy Pays, which featured my first interview with Mia. I post a great deal on our collective path ahead and way forward in my Facebook group and my social media pages, including YouTube. You can find out more there and in my monthly global group Zoom sessions as well as my one-on-one program. The next five to 10 years can indeed be wonderful and exhilarating, even fun rather than mega challenging or in spite of it being challenging. I look forward to further serving you and helping you be the best you can be and thrive enormously in the midst of it. You can find the various links to connect with me on the podcast website you are listening to this episode on, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or Stitcher. Meanwhile, this is Helen Lee on the Transform and Thrive show, sending you so much love and wishing you endless possibilities of great joy and freedom peace and abundance at all levels, now and always. Let's create a truly, truly wonderful, balanced and genuinely caring world together and great fulfillment and dreams come true for ourselves and others. Happy transforming and thriving, my beloved friends. You most definitely have the power to do so masterfully and joyously. We can all move towards ultimate mastery now and together. Thank you for joining me. Your presence is vital and very, very much appreciated as always. Bye for now.